and a lot of people forget about this, is you need to tell your insurer about your home upgrades. So sometimes if you go through and you make a change to your home, for instance, I live in a hurricane area. And if you put, uh, if you go to the cost and expense of putting impact windows or hurricane resistant windows into your home, you can save significant money on your homeowner's coverage. The same can be said if you put smoke detectors in, potentially put an alarm system into your home and have it monitored into a monitoring organization. If you make these changes, there are potential discounts that you can receive from your insurance company. So what you need to do is you need to make sure, report these to the company or to the agent you're working with and see if you can get as much savings as possible. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Hey, welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. In this episode, I'm going to spend some time today to give you some practical ideas on how to save on insurance costs. You know, in my posts and uh, in my podcast episodes, I encourage you to look at your insurance coverages at least annually. So today I'm going to give you some ideas on where you might be able to save money. Now, so let's begin. One of the major elements of household budgets is the cost of insurance. And what I'm going to do today is take some excerpts or some ideas from my book, 600 Cash Savings Ideas, and give you some practical ways to save on insurance costs. Now, we use insurance to protect against the financial costs of the unexpected in our lives. Now, there are certain financial risks each of us must identify, eliminate, or minimize in our lifetimes. And when you look at this, an individual needs to understand the risk they're facing. Is it premature death, health issues, a disability, or working to fight against the, uh, the financial cost of longevity and determine what they can do in each situation. Now, when you look at insurance, what insurance is fundamentally, it's a cost-effective solution to protect against these risks. If it's too expensive, you don't buy it. But in most cases, I think you're going to find, because of risk sharing, that insurance is a cost-effective solution for you. So here are some ideas that uh, I have to, to help you save some money. First off, if you're driving an older vehicle, consider dropping any collision coverage you have on that. Now, if you take a look uh, at some information published by the Insurance Information Institute, they suggest that you should drop comprehensive and collision coverage when your car's value is 10 times or less the annual cost of the insurance coverage. So they have a 10 multiple. So this move could save you a chunk of change, especially if you're driving an older vehicle. I think the average age of a vehicle on the road today in the United States is almost 13 years. Secondly, second idea is if you're renting, be sure to buy renter's insurance. I had a recent uh, uh, post on the Financial Versed uh, website about this. And you should, in my view, always buy rental insurance, even if you don't have any real possessions. 
What it does, it covers theft of personal property, liability. It also cover you and provide some expense reimbursements should something happen to your apartment, if there's a fire so that you can't use it. it it'll cover your costs, your out-of-pocket, and that could be significant for you, save you money in a very, uh, you know, really important way. Number three, always look for discounts on when and how you pay your premiums. Now, what you're going to find is if you take a look many times, you will pay less if you pay your premiums on an annual basis than if you're paying them monthly. You will pay less if, if you decide to pay the monthly and you use bank auto pay, most insurers will give you a discount for that if you can't pay semi-annually or annually. So you'll be surprised at what you save. So take a look at the frequency that you pay your insurance premiums. You might save yourself some money. Number four, understand the income tax advantages of life insurance. I've had a couple of uh, podcasts about this and a couple of posts about it. So you really need to understand that life insurance has been designed and Congress has bestowed upon it the ability to provide tax-free benefit, death benefits and other tax-deferred accumulation, for instance, for life insurance. So many people just don't understand this. They don't use it. And I think can really help you, especially in this world of low interest rates and what will likely be increasing income tax rates. Number five, and this is a simple one. This is one that a lot of people look at. Look to raise your deductibles or coinsurance amounts for all of your coverages. Many times you're going to find you're paying a lot more in premium for, um, for a lower deductible. And what an example I have, my wife and I just went through this. We took a look at her health insurance, and we found that uh, we're never going to get to the deductible unless something major happens in our household. So we selected a plan with a lower monthly premium and a higher deductible, and it saved us a good chunk of money. So what I'd like to do is every year take a look at what I'm, my health care deductibles are, what my homeowner's deductible is, what my auto insurance deductible is and make sure I'm taking advantage of, of things and, and pricing out properly what I'm paying for. Number six, one of the things you need to take a look at, again, is with life insurance, remember it can accumulate cash and can help you with your savings, and that's with permanent life insurance. So if you take a look at this, this might be a way for you to build cash, effectively get your premiums back over time by uh, the increase in cash value as well as getting the coverage. So uh, that's something to think about in, in a good way. Number seven, bundle your coverages with one insurance company. I, I, I feel like flow uh, from, the, uh, from the commercials, progressive commercials that are out there bundling, but I think it's true and I, I've done this myself. Most insurance companies will offer you a significant discount, sometimes 10% or more if you place multiple policies with them. And this is called bundling your policy. So take a look at this as you each year assess your general insurance coverages. If you can put your auto, your homeowners or your auto and your renters or your auto, your renters and your personal umbrella with a company, you might be able to find out you're gonna save, uh, save a good deal of money. Number eight, and this is real important uh, in this post or this, I would say post pandemic, but I don't know if we're ever gonna leave the pandemic at this stage, but Number eight is audit your driving habits and mileage. Many people today, you're working from home, you're not driving as much as you used to, and you're staying, you're more, uh, if you will, tied to your home and the activities in your neighborhood, in your town, you're not taking long trips. 
you're changing your driving habits and that could translate into significant savings for you in, in that if you're driving substantially less miles, you're gonna have less likelihood of being in an accident and that could save you money. So make sure when you go to your auto insurance renewal that you're letting them know those miles. And you might find, for instance, that if you're driving less than 10,000 miles a year, it's a much lower rate than uh, maybe your old rate if you were driving 15 or 20. Number nine is something I want you to carefully consider. And, and it's something uh, that, again, my wife and I just went through personally, is select a lower grade or higher out-of-pocket health insurance plan. And today, it's hard enough to understand the interplay between deductibles, coinsurance, monthly premiums, doctor visit costs. But you can, if you spend some time studying, you can really figure out what's going on there. And what I found a lot of times, we took up plan this year with a higher deductible and it'll cost us a little bit more for a doctor's visits, but it's the savings for us are significant. We sat down and figured out the number of times we each go to the doctor a year, what we're paying for those costs and so on. We did some back of the envelope, uh, just estimates of what was happening. And by selecting a lower cost plan, we actually saved ourselves a chunk of money and we have a nice uh, cushion should we um, become, if you will, have more illness in the next year and need to go to the doctor more. So take a look at that and carefully look at it. You might save yourself some, some good money. All right, number 10, and this is one I've advocated in my post and again, podcast, look into disability, personal disability insurance or income protection insurance. If this is not part of your overall mix of coverages that you have, you ought to find out if you've got coverage somewhere. Remember, when you take a look at uh, personal disability insurance, typically your number one asset is your ability to earn an income. And if you're not able to work, you wouldn't be able then to pay your living expenses, fund your retirement, save for college for your dependents and so on. So having uh, some form of disability insurance coverage in place is real important. I encourage you to talk to a financial professional about it, but it's, it's something that if it's not there, probably should be there. So it may not save you money, but I think it's essential to make sure you're properly protected. Number 11, shop for your homeowners and auto insurance at least every two years. Now, again, that's kind of common sense, but every two years, I, I take a look at four or five companies, compare coverage amounts, the frequency of when you pay it, your deductibles, and so on, and look to save money. And again, you might find, based on competitive shopping and comparative, comparison shopping, you save some dollars on that one. Okay, number 12, and this is real important, and a lot of people forget about this, is you need to tell your insurer about your home upgrades. So sometimes if you go through and you make a change to your home, for instance, I live in a hurricane area, and if you, put, uh, if you go to the cost and expense of putting impact windows or hurricane-resistant windows into your home, you can save significant money on your homeowner's coverage. The same can be said if you put smoke detectors in, potentially put an alarm system into your home and have it monitored into a monitoring organization. If you make these changes, there are potential discounts that you can receive from your insurance company. So what you need to do is you need to make sure, report these to the company or to the agent you're working with and see if you can get as much savings as possible. But also, if you made a major addition to your home, you don't want to be underinsured. So letting them know the changes you've made to your home, any additions, other things, you, you'll need to do that to make sure you're properly covered. So it's either you're going to save money or you're going to be properly covered. Either way, it's a, it's a positive economic situation for you. Number 13, and I, I, this is a, a lot of times people say, Harry, what are you talking about here? 
think twice before submitting an insurance claim. Sometimes when you submit a small dollar amount of claim, a small dollar claim, it's going to have a significant impact on the premiums you pay. It could increase them substantially. So my suggestion is I've always kind of paid for the small ones out of pocket, something that was maybe twice my deductible. I, what I try to do with those is I pay those myself rather than report them to the insurance company. And I've kept my insurance premiums down for a long period of time by doing that. Uh, my suggestion is talk to your insurance agent before you submit the claim to make sure you understand the impact on your premium. Number 14, and I, we, I come across this a little bit more rarely than other situations, and that is avoid being consciously, unconsciously overinsured. Again, some people don't look at their coverages on a regular basis, and they may have too much coverage. Could be too much coverage for liability, too much coverage for life insurance, a variety of different things. So as you look at your coverages on an annual basis, you should match them up to what your current life situation is, what the facts are that you have. Okay, number 15, my 15th idea for you today is if you have young drivers, work to see what you can do to get discounts for those drivers. Now, once you know your kids are all wanting, typically they want that day that they are able to get their driver's license and drive, although we find more and more young people waiting to their 20s to drive today, I think about over 20%. But in my case, my kids wanted to drive right away. And you're going to find that that's going to cost you a lot in most states. So you need to sit down and ask about discounts, be they good student discounts, be they, one of the things I did was I increased my uh, my deductibles on my uh, car coverages to kind of take into effect that I knew one of my kids was going to have a fender bender and I was going to have to pay something. So I, I took that chance. Okay, number 16, another idea related to your kids. If you have teenagers, I know they're not going to like this, but maybe have them all use the same car because you can usually save money if these new drivers use the same vehicle. And hopefully you're going to pick an older serviceable and something and a vehicle that can get through a collision in a good way. So just a, just a thought. Now, number 17, if you directly pay for your own health insurance, if you're in the, if you're using the uh, Obamacare exchanges that are available around the country, be sure you do an annual coverage and price check, go through the health ins insurance exchange, spend some time and take a look at what you're doing there because I think there's there's money to be saved. And a lot of times, and what we what I found personally, and I know others do, other uh, uh, particular subject matter experts in this area, make sure the coverages match up with what your needs are and that you're not paying for coverage you don't need. So take a look at that and, and be, uh, be very cognizant that there are savings to be had out there, but you've got to be an intelligent consumer about it. Okay, number 18. And this is, this is all right to do, folks. Ask for discounts for, that could lower your auto insurance premiums. There are many ways you can uh, decrease the cost of your policy. Maybe you need to take a defensive driving class. Maybe you need, because the area you're in, you need to, or the fact that your car isn't garaged, that you need an anti-theft device. Maybe there's something you should do. So ask your insurance company what discounts are available and what you can do to get those discounts. Number 19, and this one probably is not going to save you money, but it's going to make you happier because if you have a claim, you're going to get cash for it. And that is be sure to choose replacement cost coverage. When you buy homeowners and renters policies, elect that replacement cost coverage. 
and it'll pay if you have a loss because there's nothing like having a major loss in your home. And I had one, believe it or not. And I had replacement cost coverage and it impacted my daughter. And my daughter got a whole new bedroom set because of uh, some things that happened as a result of that. And it was quite good for her and quite good for the family. I think number 20 is something I've been preaching to you in, in these podcasts and in my posts. And I, I hope you'll uh, be mindful of it. You need to make sure you discuss the changes in your life with your insurance providers, be they life insurance, health insurance, automobile, home. You got to go through those at least annually and talk about the changes that have happened. For instance, you know, maybe you've gotten married, maybe you've uh, had or adopted a child, maybe you've changed jobs, and maybe you're using your vehicle for a side gig that you weren't using before. These are all things that could affect your coverage. And the key thing here is you want to make sure you've got an appropriate amount of coverage at an appropriate price, but you don't want to be in a situation where you don't have comfort uh, coverage for an essential activity that you're part of. And number 21, my last idea, and I think I've used this personally again, and I know other folks have too, see if you qualify for group insurance coverage. Many times being part of a college, university, charitable organization or group, they offer insurance coverages, group insurance coverages for a variety of different perils or potential loss situations. So you might be able to get discounted life insurance, home insurance, personal liability coverages. Take a look at what group coverages are available. Many times they're, they're provided at a much lower cost. You might be able to save yourself some money. So with that, one of the things I want to leave you with today is this. You need to carefully manage the costs of your insurance each year. You should look to save money, but also make sure you have the proper, most up-to-date coverages in place for the financial risk you're protecting against. I have found that it pays to review these costs and coverages at least once per year. So with that, that's all for today. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financialverse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financialverse, please visit financialverse.com.